welcome to Headcanon. I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. And we are back because uh, Marco hates me. Mm-hmm. Every fairy tale is a dark side. Would you say it's 50 shades darker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Marco treated me to 50 shades darker today. Mm-hmm. An 11 a.m. show. A surprisingly full theater. <laughs> Considering that this movie is out of most of the other theaters already. This is also one of those theaters where you can eat food. And, it's a fancy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as there's weird sex scenes, waiters are shuffling around you I, and ducking. I, I kept thinking about that the whole time. What's it like for a waiter to come in when like, Christian leans over and he's just like, you're not allowed to come? <laughs> I say, waiter, my yeah. lap blanket is spoiled. Bring me another. Mm-hmm. Or they come in during like one of the endless sex scenes. Like That's got to be a little bit weird. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the joke that you should just order a giant brownie? I, I thought about having a brownie Sunday. And every time I probably should have that pizza. Every time awful. you get sexy, you're just like bringing a spoonful to your lips. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> it was very weird. Yeah, we're we're in our new recording setup right now. A little bit of a dress rehearsal for us. So I can't drink. I have to keep my pants on. I I don't like it already. You can drink. You got to drink right there. <sighs> energy drink yeah anyway this movie 50 shades darker directed by james foley who i've never heard of i'm guessing he's like a tv director i don't feel like looking it up to find out i do because this movie what the fuck uh, written by niall leonard and of course yell james wrote the novel released on february 10th 2017 about two years after the pre-zone not quite sure why it took two years to make this because the, the next one, it's like they shot the others back to back. So I think the, the the conclusion to the epic trilogy is coming next year. Holy shit. So he directed the film version of Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> really? That's depressing. <laughs> he directed a not great movie called Confidence with Ed Burns. Yeah. And Dustin yeah. Hoffman I saw. Um, and that movie with Halle Berry. Uh, what is Perfect Strange? Monsters Ball. And Bruce Willis. No, Perfect Stranger. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Would this movie have been better if Billy Bob Thornton played Christian Grey? It couldn't have been worse. <laughs> well, no coffee for this guy. He's not a closer, obviously. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, young Alec Baldwin would have killed in this. Well, just any actual A-list actor. You ask I, me if I'm God. I mean, I, I don't know if <laughs> killed is the right word because the script is still atrocious. But No, I killed somebody on the way yeah. here. Have a PA dump that car as a body in the trunk. All right. Well, do you have an opening statement? Um, well, just last minor note that's not, <laughs> I feel like bringing it up here. This mm-hmm. movie actually features a cover of Coldplay's The Scientist to start it off with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm. Anyway, this is best comedy of the year. I actually we- like that Coldplay song too. Thanks a lot. Are you mad at me or are you mad no, at the I'm mad at the movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the uh, perfect <laughs> podcast uh, for us to break our no eye contact rule. Yeah, stop looking at me. <laughs> um, yeah, best comedy of the year in which Batman abuses a girl because she reminds him of his mother. Um, and she's in a plot ripped off from Working Girl. And then the movie goes meta trying to justify its own publishing existence. I just really hated this movie. I just. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times we leaned over and said. Is this over yet? <laughs> like, why is this still going? It's a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't have much of an opening statement. I mean, this movie is it's like an anti-romance. Um, there's there are De Beers diamond commercials that are more convincing and relatable as romances than this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's really nothing compelling or human about Christian Grey mm-hmm. uh, in the slightest. We we really we have no reason to want to see these people together. It's like, sh- am I supposed to be rooting for this to happen? Am I like, oh no, you guys will work it out because mm-hmm. it sure doesn't feel like it. Um, and it's like the only thing that's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up about this movie is that it thinks it can get away with having the character admit he's a sadist. He likes, he gets off on hurting women. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and it's like, oh, it's okay. I give you permission though. And it's like, all right, let's get back to the dungeon. Um, it, which seems completely against her character too. Like mm-hmm. she, she just does whatever he wants. Eventually, she puts up a kind of cardboard defense, and then it's just like, "Hey, let's go, go do some spanking after all." I want it. What character? Yeah, what character? Anyway, what was your top three moments? Uh, these are kind of arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, it's funny is that when you mentioned the De Beers commercials, I thought of my number three moment. Which is the vagina beads? <laughs> Only because she says, "I am not putting those in my butt." <laughs> yes, that is also my number three. Because uh, every fairy tale has a dark side. <laughs> I just I can't believe I'm watching a movie where this chick gets bent over as this guy shoves some metal beads up her vagina, and then there's there's the uh, studio movie girl person <laughs> waiter coming in. Excuse me, excuse me, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Do you uh, do you order the pizza? Here did, did you need a refill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she's really taking it there, isn't she? <laughs> oh, God. oh, should we talk a little bit just about our audience, though? Like the people behind us, the older ladies behind us. I mean, the best the best way I can describe these older ladies is that before the movie began, they were like running ads, and there was that Melissa McCarthy ad. I think it was from the Super Bowl where she's just like going to all different different locations and like hijinks is ensuing she's like falling off boats and jet skiing and rhinos are chasing her and these ladies behind us were just eating this up like it was the funniest thing they had ever seen i guess they don't watch the super bowl i wonder if this was their book club that just finished the book yeah but yeah that's that's the kind of reaction they have like the broadest possible stuff they're just like give me more Mm -hmm. i was surprised that people laughed at moments with us because I don't think they were intentional laughs. I was getting a little worried that like somebody's going to like come give us like a talking to or something for laughing too much at some points. But I mean, how are you not supposed to laugh when she's like, I'm not putting that in my butt. Exactly. It's just like, we're supposed to be so wowed by this girl's like sexual awakening, but it's, it's creepy. It's so malicious against her. I felt like it, it just doesn't feel Sexy, real, sexy, no. yes, but just real. Like it, it all seems like completely phony. Well, it's just it's like a a young, very young person's naive idea of what's like transgressively hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have the most boring romance ever. It's just like he's rich and she likes the opulence, even though she claims not to. Like, mm-hmm. there's like, why? Why do you guys like each other? What do you have in common? What do you talk about Even other than your contract? The most serious issue between them, she puts up only 45 seconds of any kind of issue with. And then he'll, I don't know, snort or reveal that there's some mm-hmm. secret he's not going to tell. And then she just gives up on every. And it's like, oh, we're going to dress fancy and go somewhere and then we'll sneak off to have sex. And yeah, that is the extent of our relationship. Whenever you, my parents have a party, of course, I like 
shove some vagina beads up my dates you know that vagina. was that was so creepy it was like he'd kind of like had to like at that part in the movie i think you feel like he'd had to do some apologizing recently for something or other and it was like all right we're you're gonna come see my family it's gonna be a ball like you know you've just taken me back by the way vagina beads can i just put these in you <laughs> and then don't worry and she's like there. yeah sure for an hour, and then we'll go. We'll go fuck in my childhood bedroom, mm-hmm. right underneath the Chronicles, the Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick poster. <laughs> he has a poster for the Chronicles of Riddick in his old room. And a picture of his mother. The mm-hmm. she was an addict. A lot, Crack. A lot of USC. Okay, yeah. So we're totally off topic. I don't care. So his his whole like explanation is he says, mm. uh, "My mother died when I was four. She was a crack addict. Fill in the blanks." It's like, yes, literally the movie just wants you to fill in the blanks because that's all the work they did. They're like, yeah, you just make up whatever headcanon you need to to explain this. Well, was there something with that flashback? Was it implied that it was not that she didn't actually die from an overdose? That she was I I, I don't understand that little flashback. Oh, yeah. With this like his dad pulling him out from under the bed, maybe. Or it sounds like like domestic abuse. I mean, that was uh, that was like your your Sawyer from Lost type of situation kind of there. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, does it make a difference that the dad beat his mom to death instead of an overdose? Is that like how he learned to like want to hurt women? Like, I don't know. Fill in the blanks. It's, it's like, yeah, it's a little bit of that, like mixed in with, I don't know, some of the psychology, like Frank T.J. Mackey mm. and a guy who grew up loving Chronicles of Riddick in UFC. I just I love the the, the line is just my mother was an addict. Crack. You fill in the blanks. Mm hmm. I mean, Vin Diesel would have been better in this role. Maybe. I live my life one vagina bead at a time. All he cares about is family mm-hmm. and vagina beads. <laughs> What's your number? That was your number three? Vagina my beads? number three is also the vagina beads. And, and just specifically her not wanting them in her butt. Anyway, what's yeah. your number two? Oh, uh, my number two is the absolutely bonkers fucking gallery for Noe Jose. <laughs> with wine and everything. It's his his part of the exhi- uh, exhibition is just giant black and white pictures of Anastasia. How did he get that that gig? Well, some of them, yeah, seriously. Who who want? This is months later, presumably after the end of the first movie. Um, but so, presumably somebody agreed to this. But it's like this nightmare version of like those scenes from Closer that has a cosmology where Anastasia steals apparently the most interesting Mary Sue in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the like that's the classic No Way Jose introduction. And then we get the classic ooh, Japanese subtitles. Uh, we get the classic uh, uh, Christian Grey intro when you find out that that somebody bought all of those photos. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's Christian Grey, and then he gives her a new car, a new laptop, and a new phone, all at once. What was the other thing? Was it? Oh, was it a car? Was it a car key? Was There's that... car keys. A, yeah, the phone okay. and the coolest felt case for a phone I've ever seen. That's right, because he had her other car crushed. Didn't he just give her a new laptop? I, I thought he already gave her. Maybe she gave it back and then he gave it to her again. I think I think that's how the last movie ended. Is she gave the shit back? Yeah, uh, whatever. I barely remember this movie. We just saw it mm-hmm. less than an hour ago. Anyway, my number two is the ongoing subplot of Christian Grey trying to get Anna to do something about those tragic bangs that she has. He's just like, does he? He's just like, okay, I know you don't want to go see this one stylist because she's my abuser, but like, seriously, got to do something about those bangs. I brought in this other dude. He's going to say, Ciao, Bella, and just please do something. I felt like the Ciao, Bella guy 
was just be like, hey, everyone in the audience, don't worry. He didn't leave her alone with a straight guy. Mm -hmm. Christian wouldn't do that to her. Yeah, really. (laughs) Oh, poor Billy Heathcote looks so determined. In this scene you have up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What is your number one most favorite moment in this whole movie? Mrs. Robinson, Kim Bang Singer, uh, Vicky Vale herself, uh, getting a drink thrown in her face at the end and then immediately slapped by Marsha Gay Harden. which is like the most like like soap opera uh, ending to a character, and then you hear Christian say, "All you did was teach me how to fuck, and I taught me how to love." I have a lot of thoughts about that scene. I, I will follow it up at the end, but yeah, uh, it's God. I hate this movie. What was your number one? Uh, my number one when Taylor after after Mister Jack Hyde has gotten a little too fresh and too. Uh, too invasive with Anna and she runs out to find Christian and Taylor, the driver there. And uh, she doesn't want Christian to go back inside. She wants him to stay with her, stay with her. And so Taylor, the, the bodyguard slash driver is sent in to, I don't know, rough this guy up. It's <laughs> just like you handle it. Taylor <laughs> going to go in and be like, sorry, man, boss says I got to do this. And just like beats the shit out of him. I mean, they should have been picking scalp out of that office for yeah. Weeks. Max Martini's going to take care of business. I just kept thinking he was going to be like dumping like a pocket full of fingers into the ocean afterward. Mm-hmm. That guy was on Smallville. Jack Hyde. Jack Hyde. Yeah, what was his name? It was familiar. Eric Johnson. Yeah, that's right. He's been in something else. Well, he's he's not only the the whitest guy ever, but what a, what a name. He his hairstyle really looked like he was like going to go like betray Indiana Jones like on a dig or something. It was like the vibe I got from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks like what the Trump brothers wish they looked like. Yeah, probably. But what Eric and Don Jr. wish they could be molded to. The I love the look since you're fast forwarding here that the other assistant gives him when he's there's like a lot watching. of weird weird looks from the assistants. Yeah. The other assistant who I'm just gonna go say is probably a lot like more attractive than Anastasia Steele. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just get into it. We've, we've done our top three, right? Yeah. Uh, our complaints are the rest of the movies. Oh, did you do number one? Didn't I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Taylor roughing up Jack Hyde. Um, so, what's up with the scene with the HR lady here? Oh, presumably because he just either sexually harasses or sexually assaults all of his assistants. She like she says nothing at all. Right. I'm like, is she like his recruiter? Like, is this sort of weird no. like, sex game? I took it as a very concerned girl kind of. But look. she didn't say anything. It was no. like, I, I feel like. If, well, she's totally complicit in this violence, I think, in that regard. It, well, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like she was part of that team because she she didn't say like, hey, you know, let me take you aside and have a little talk if you need anything. Right. You know, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shocker. I don't think a lot of this movie is well thought out. Well, it's fanfic, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like just by the way, I, I linked to a video by Jenny Nicholson on this. I feel like I'm, I'm going to try to not to repeat any of her points, but I think she covered all the basics pretty much in, in less time than we will. What were some of the basics? Uh, I mean, we'll get to them just like how there's no story mm-hmm. and how like the stalking plot line goes nowhere. And um, Mr. Jack Hyde in his uh, very subtle name. I mean, I feel like the only thing less subtle than me making a joke about or less subtle than Jack Hyde's name is me making a joke about Jack Hyde's name. Mm. Like, it's just, ooh, wow, Hyde. Where'd you come up with that one? He looks like a vampire in that scene at the end. 
Yeah, seriously. So it was him at the party watching her on the stairs and the eyes wide shut and asked. Yeah, for some <clears> reason. Uh, taking a photo of the family photo. Then he printed off the family photo. And burns To, to burn out. up a cigarette. It's like, is this guy, like, they don't seem connected enough. Like, Jack Gray is just some other rich dude. It's not like these guys went to high school and they're rivals or something like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I mean, Seattle Independent Publisher, and this guy makes, what does they say, Christian Gray? He makes $24,000 every 15 minutes. I'm just going to be really curious what the math on that. Do the math on that? I am. Okay. My calculator. But yeah, this movie, no subtlety at all. Of course, he's named Jack Hyde. That's $2.3 million a day. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, what else we want to talk about here? These, I mean, like this this scene with the gallery we're watching here, like this is this is the whole movie to me. Like fucking creepy. Like look at this fucking look at look at Jose's face. Like even Jacob wasn't that goofy looking. There are these constant moments where Jose would come up and then Christian, something about Christian, he'd either appear or he'd get some news about the how the relationship's going and just be like, also, was Jose wearing lipstick here? I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, the um, but I love what this scene is because he not only shows up and he's like, check out my fucking gallery opening. And she's like, oh, my fucking God, these are all pictures of me. And he's like, I know, it's great, huh? Let me steal your wine glass. They're not even good photos of her. Like, no. these are just some shitty black and whites. No, I don't either. He shouldn't have. It's a lot of like opening. her looking up like, oh, is he taking a picture? No, don't. You know, <laughs> come on. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, please don't take my picture. Oh, it's in an art gallery now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she looks like the goofiest model ever, too. Yeah. So, so one thing I want to talk about, is it me or does Christian Grey look a little different in this movie? Like, maybe a little brawnier? Oh, yeah. Like, like more defined? Like, he's been hitting the gym a lot harder? Yeah, he looks a little bulkier. And I don't remember him having this much, like, constant facial hair. In the last movie. I'm wondering how much of this is like leftover or in between the fall. Or just like Jamie Dornan like refusing to shave or something. I know he hates shaving. Really? So okay. That, that makes do. sense because in a lot of this movie, he's got like like four days of beard going on or something. Mm-hmm. And she even comments on it at one point. He doesn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. Yeah. Well, she likes it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Everybody likes a guy who looks just unkempt and like he might be homeless. Wait, he's like GQ homeless, though. Yeah, I feel like that particular level of facial hair, it's you got to do something. You either grow it out or you clean it up or you know, it just looks like you haven't shaved. You know, it's not like it's not a look. I feel like this is a thing that's like become something in the last 10 years, though, like stylized double. Yeah, I don't know. It's the guys who keep the constant. It's only like the three or four day stubble. It's like eventually you realize that that's more work than See, like than what it's supposed to like portray. I want to say there's a scene later in the movie where he goes from fairly clean shaven to like having like a week's beard growth. And it's like supposed to be the next day or something. Well, this movie takes place over two weeks, maybe a couple weeks. It's yeah. like we get like two consecutive weekends. Yeah, her. Her friend, uh, her roommate is like on vacation for most of it. Week one, her boss assaults her. Mm-hmm. Week two, she is the new boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, what else we got going on here? Yeah, I, I seriously doubt Jose would ever have the pull. He was like an, a student and suddenly has an art show. It's just a bunch of stupid photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about that Kim Basinger scene at the end there. Was that like Marsha Gay Harden just found out that she'd been abusing her son the whole time? Seemingly. It was so weird and kind of sloppy and rushed. Well, she had just like... It was like you just see her in the background as he's saying, you taught me to fuck. She taught me how to love. And that's all the information you get to know that there's like something going on between the two of them. Well, she asked to talk to him afterwards. So I'm sure it had to be revealed, you know. But also part of that, she was just like, Anna, this is my really good friend um, who I didn't know was diddling my son for years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when he was a minor. Yeah. Hmm. Oh god, these these two are just horrible. Mm -hmm. It's just like a want you back. Like they've basically been apart for no time at all. There's some business with the wine bottle where it's like somebody put the mic really close to that wine bottle as the person's opening it to make it sound as squeaky and annoying as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, he's just horrible to the help. Mm -hmm. The whole sound mix in this movie is kind of weird. It felt like there was just like a lot of background noise constantly. Yeah. Yeah, she really she really celebrates that this is going to be a vanilla relationship. Do you think Christian put Elena slash Kim Basinger up to her first little encounter with uh, what's her face in the with Anna in the bathroom there at the masquerade ball? I would not be shocked because that's kind of like exactly the move. Like have her go be like, you'll never be submissive enough for him. You yeah. know, like the evil one says that. And then Anna's like, oh, oh, really? I'll show you. I'll be as submissive as he needs me to be. Well, like, yeah, I wouldn't. I, he just seems too brutish to really be like expertly manipulating her. And then to what end? Like, I feel like manipulating her is almost like defeating the purpose of like destroying her into like this totally submissive state. But so in 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 the the grander scheme of things, is Kim Basinger actually Vicky Vale, or is she playing like the older Catwoman? Who seduced young Bruce Wayne? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's an insult to either of those characters. <laughs> yeah, there's car keys, a phone, and a computer in that bag. Yeah, congratulations. You've got new Apple products in a car. And he doesn't use an iPhone, like a creep. Yeah, you would think you would at least get her the same phone as him or something. I mean, you know this like computer and this phone are like bugged mm -hmm. and like GPS locked and whatnot, you know. Yeah, there's there's I feel like the movie's not brave enough to like really deal with the nasty implications of his entire lifestyle to let you go there mm -hmm. or to like what really has been going on with like Bella Heathcote here. Um I found this, I, I looked it up. She's like 24. She looks like she's 17 to me, which I found a little distracting when she's just like, you know, oh, I used to be his sub and I like got married and everything. And, and then my husband died. And it's like, you look like you're 17. Yeah, Bill Heathcote looks like a Victorian anime drawing. I mean, she's, it's, I think that's why she, she was great in like a Tim Burton movie. Well, the physical appearance of her. Oh, was she in that? Uh... That horrible Dark Shadows movie. Yeah, okay. That's where she's from. And then I think she's on Man in the High Castle. Um, and she comes up and she's just like, Anastasia. Oh, I'm no one. And then her boss hustles away and Bella, or I was going to say Bella. Anna is just like, oh, that's weird. Well, oh, well. Like, you, so you write this draft of the script. You, you 
use dynamite. You explode E.L. James right out of there. And I feel like you bring in a real script doctor who would have been like, well, like later on after they've had their encounter, which lasts 45 seconds when she actually has the gun and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, and Anna's like, what, is she here? Did you bring her back to your apartment, Christian? I feel like the script doctor's like, what if he did? Mm-hmm. What if he's just keeping her in the, the red room? What if it's like a turn of the screw thing? He makes her kneel. Yeah. <laughs> and like only then is Anna freaked out. He's just like, I'm sorry, I got to use my like BDSM powers here. Like, use this a force. Like, <laughs> kneel, bitch. <laughs> and she has to. Yeah. Because he didn't use the safe word. <laughs> Which is pistol whip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would think that would have been the climax of the movie. The uh, the whole stocking oh, yeah. business. I mean, that was like kind of like a, a plot thread. Like, a, I mean, there's not much of a story at all in this movie, but it kind of seemed like maybe that was the the running thread in the story was the stalker, but then she, it's like there's 44 fucking minutes of the movie after that. Yeah, I mean, I think like a lot of things, a lot of elements of this, there's been better movies and books about that. I want to say like Enduring Love by Ian McEwan like handled that exact plot. Oh, really? Um, Eric Johnson can't be that much older than Jamie Dornan. He looks like he's like 20 years older. I, I can't get a, a handle on Jamie Dornan at all. He he looks like he could be 25 or 45 to me. But like when, when they, they especially mentioned that he's 27 at one point, mm-hmm. it's still unlike he's 27. This dude's 39. <laughs> she takes him shopping because that's what normal people do. Vanilla. Get some vanilla ice cream. Ooh. Oh, he suddenly doesn't like to be touched like yeah, the what chest. Was, that was not in the last movie, right? Was it a cigarette burns in the last movie? I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where like kind of like bad juvenile writers think like this guy has scars is like shorthand for like this character's interesting. Yeah. You know, like ooh, yeah. look at the scars. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the whole I don't like to be touched thing was not in the last movie. I don't recall it at all. Mm-hmm. But suddenly in this movie it's like she can't touch him on the chest and he at one point she starts drawing on him with lipstick. Yeah. And I really thought like it was getting really close to like she starts to make him look like a clown or something, you know, like she's going to like draw like lipstick on his face and give him a red nose or something. Oh, she's going to like make eyes out of his nipples, mm-hmm. a smiley face on his stomach. Also, nipples is a funny word. Um, I thought like that, that scene with the nipple clamps where oh. he's just like, oh, check how much this hurts. And she's like, ow. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> jerk off to that later. <laughs> My Sato spank bank. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, I don't know, maybe because I've seen movies before, I kept thinking, like, will the nipple clamps come up later? You never know. <laughs> Did he, like, when the when the helicopter crashes? Check off nickel, nipple clamps. Does he MacGyver, like, a radioactive SOS signal with, like, mm-hmm. nipple clamps? <laughs> that whole helicopter business. So, for a half second, you're like, oh, maybe he dies. No, we're not that lucky. No. And then it's just, like, immediately, like, oh, he's, he's fine. He just walks in. Like, what's... It's like, why isn't this movie over yet? You just keep on adding these new, like, oh, there's a stalker, and then there's a helicopter crash, and then there's a proposal, and then there's another proposal, because one proposal wasn't enough. Would it have been an interesting movie if, like, Cliffhanger, you think he's he's dead, and she goes on and, like, has to live without him? I mean, it's something. It's a choice. It's a story. Because, <laughs> like, he... I, it felt like it kind of got muddled because first he's like, oh, I want you to live with me. And she hasn't totally committed to that. And he's like, also, I want you to marry me. And so it's like when she's saying yes, what is she saying yes to exactly? 
I guess she was saying yes to the marriage proposal because he announces it as his birthday party and then he goes and proposes again. Yeah. yeah and then she has to say puzzle. yes again to it. It's like, what what the fuck? Yeah. Who wrote this script, you dipshit? Like you already did one proposal scene. Who edited this movie? Yeah. Mm. At one point he's doing his uh, serial killer calisthenics from the fall. Mm. It's like all he does is a lot of weird hanging exercises. He's got like really strong forearms <laughs> like, holding people down. A lot of like one point we thought he's gonna do some gym kata mm-hmm. and like pivot that to the sex kata. Yeah. There is an awful lot of really boring nudity in this movie. Well, so his his sex move for the most part, because you don't get a lot of the the tying her up, you do get some, mm-hmm. um, is a dab of cunnilingus and then just a lot of like dick thrusting. I don't yeah. remember where this check is from, by the way. The initial twenty four thousand dollars. I, I guess that's for the car. I think for the car he had oh, demolished because oh, they sold the car. Did they actually demolish it? I assume he did. Or was that just our th- cannon? It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I assume Taylor drove it to a yard and had it crushed, and then put it like in the back of his pickup, like in that James Bond movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's. It's like, oh no, she doesn't want any of this money. It's like, come on, come on, Anna. Like, at the very least, indulge in the man's resources. Like, get something out of this. Well, also, if this was legitimately for your car, mm-hmm. take the money. I know. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, it's like, what? What else? Do you, why else are you dating this guy? Seriously, he has no personality at all. Like, yeah. Well. Not that it's like the uh, the height of uh, female sexuality or anything, but I found it a little weird that like she's never really gets to do anything to him. It's like she just like lays there and takes it in various ways. Mm. You know, like he's apparently like entirely uninterested in blowjobs. He's yeah, exactly. He's just like you just you just be like a warm body for me to like flip over and you know spank and torture and do whatever I want to. I'm really not interested in any. You know, whatever you want to do to me, I don't really care. Just just lie there. Lie still. Oh my god, just imagine this was was Ian Harding and Lucy Hill. I yeah, I don't know about that. I uh I really like torturing women. Right. I'm a sadist. I get off on it because it looks like my mom. I feel like they're just like, well that that justifies him. He's he's got mommy issues, so and he admitted it, so now he's free to continue spanking her. Well, so Kim Basinger, she seems like a pretty like uh, with it high class boss bitch. Mm-hmm. She just chills at a salon all day. Like, I think this, that's her business. This, I guess. this is her sole business. Yeah, it's a little confusing because she's like a family friend of this rich family, mm-hmm. but he he owns her business at the same time. And they're partners. They're partners. Yeah. He he's bringing his new girlfriend to the woman who molested him as a child for uh, a new do. Mm-hmm. For the ball tonight that he just sprang on her. Well, this is like right when they've gotten back together, kind of here. I mean, this is this, this is, is like, like 20 minutes into the movie. They've just gotten back together, and he's immediately like, I'm gonna introduce you to my molester, and I want you to put these beads in your vagina. And like, I'm gonna like like he suggests like spanking her, I think, at the ball. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, Yeah, let's do it. Even though they broke up because she he spanked her. This may or may not be when he's also told her, I'm gonna buy the company you just started at. Mm-hmm. So you'll be fucking your boss's 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 boss. But like this is some like NLP seduction community power play bullshit where 
what Jake and Nerdy or molester. Well, but no, first he's like, I'm gonna take you a glamorous, classy, fancy ball. And she's like, Well, now I feel inferior because mm-hmm. I haven't prepared, I don't have anything for this. And then he can provide those things. It's like this 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 hills and valleys of bullshit. And then he shows her the file he has on her. <laughs> yeah, it's the fucking dossier. It's just like, look, Taylor assembled that. Don't blame me for any of it. Yeah. I just have one on you. I was really hoping it would be like three times as thick as the file on the other chick. Full of blank pages. <laughs> seriously, this chick is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, this movie is boring. My God, it just went and went and went and never ended. The oh, whole, this is when he's drawn. Yeah. Lipstick. Yeah. The lipstick on the chest. It was so dumb. She because he suddenly doesn't like to be touched, touched in the chest until, of course, later on, then she can touch him in the chest because he's he's learned how to love. Well, to me, maybe he is manipulating because that's pretty smart, though. Like, create this whole thing. These boundaries that he can then let her transgress yeah, yeah. to feel like she's getting closer to him. Yeah, yeah. Which, which are utterly meaningless. Okay, so at one point, she's in this, like, crazy lingerie mm-hmm. before the ball. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the ball. Not wearing lingerie. She's not wearing the lingerie anymore. Like, I don't... Was she just like putting this on for fun? Apparently. Yeah. I found that like kind of jarring continuity wise. Well, of course he's like, did I not mention that it was a masquerade ball? Of I, course you didn't mention it's a masquerade bar, you piece of shit. I was really expecting those like vagina beats to like have like some like Bluetooth or something in them. Like I was expecting him to have an app on his phone and he can like make him vibrate when he wants yeah, yeah. to. I kept thinking he's going to pull a remote out at one yeah. point. <laughs> okay. So I'm not alone in that <laughs> because he was just like, just wait. And so I was like, oh, he must have like, he's got his like vagina beads app. It's just like has different like vibrations he can program it. Available in the can, app like, store. He can like tap it out on his Apple watch or something. So know? like she goes to say hi to his mom again. And then suddenly she starts like twitching, like eyeballs looking in opposite directions. And he's just like, Anna's just had a bad day at work. Which like, I feel like, like that's like a joke that would be out of like Bridesmaids 2 or something, you know, like. One of them puts puts in like the wearable vibrator and it's malfunctioning at the wrong time or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. This is a pretty crazy masquerade ball. There's like jugglers and shit. So I can't remember the name of the movie. I want to say it's like Girls Trip or Ladies Trip. The the Jada Pinkett movie we saw the trailer Girl for this or Girls looks Trip, yeah. so much better in comparison to watching this movie. Yeah, I'd definitely rather see Jada Pinkett Smith piss on a bunch of people in Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised it got away with the little blowjob yeah, pantomime yeah. in a trailer. Yeah, that was not a red band. Well, and also, you see some fluid when she pees on the crowd in the trailer. <laughs> not a red band trailer. <laughs> Impressive. But yeah, this crazy masquerade ball. Rita Ora shows up, and I'm like, who are you? Why are you here? And Why and are you in this movie? This character who is, first of all, Rita Ora barely recognizable media personality as it is mm-hmm. but like barely in the first movie <laughs> now she's blonde and we're introducing the mask so you're not gonna know who she is also this guy's this this i don't know why i noticed this but oh, the, the, auction? guy, the auctioneer guy's name is newman paul is it okay. yeah <laughs> that's like if i had a character named redford <laughs> robert <laughs> this masquerade like i feel like they were just on the edge of like getting into some weird eyes wide shut shit because yeah. they're like they're having this auction for uh, what was it called coping together, which is the hilarious name for charity. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having this auction and they're all wearing these like eyes wide shut masks and like bidding. It's like a bunch of like old men in these masks bidding on things like they could have steered into that, but then they didn't. And she's just like, oh, I'm going to spend the money you gave me for my car. 
on a week in Aspen. And I was like, oh, so they're going to go to Aspen? Or are you going to get out of Vancouver slash Seattle here? Nope. 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 <laughs> Never call back to that again. Nope. Nope. Yeah, which like I, I got kind of distracted after a while how they like they would have these like fake matte backgrounds of Seattle mm-hmm. like out the window. And then whenever it was like a location shot, it's obviously Vancouver. This ballroom looks like it belongs on like a, an abandoned haunted cruise ship. Mm-hmm. it's nuts and then you can't tell like is this her shitty like apartment bedroom or is it his childhood bedroom oh it's his childhood bedroom because of course there's a photo of his addict crack mother like staring him in the photoshop photo of him in front of mm-hmm. the thing in india yeah there's like this there's a lot random, of photoshop photos. random like young photoshop jamie dornan in front of like the taj mahal for some reason don't don't have sex with a guy that when you get to his childhood bedroom, He's got there's, UFC a, posters. there's UFC posters. Yeah. No. That's a deal breaker. UFC should be. Oh, sorry. UFC should be, should be a deal breaker. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, what else happened in this stupid fucking movie? Uh, her car gets like paint thrown on it. Is Bella Heathcote, does she have ghost powers? Is she like a stealth super genius? Well, there's this bit where, I mean, first of all, he rolls around with a team of like, six bodyguards like he's the president or something like Did, like in the first movie three different uh suvs suvs like it's like do they trade spots to like fool assassins or something you know does like, he have like a, a kira knightley handmaiden from like phantom Menace? like a double yeah <laughs> it's just no <Noel> con <laughs> and she's like i'll stay with him if you don't mind yeah, yeah. But, like, these guys all, like, pile out of, like, their security detail here. And it's seriously, at one point, I thought they were all going to, like, start, like, pulling out their sidearms or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. cock their weapons. It would probably would have been a better movie if they did. But, yeah, so Bella Heathcote has snuck into his impregnable uh, parking garage fortress to, like, fuck up Anna's car. It looks like she, like, dented the side and, like, well, threw some paint did, on it. Yeah, how did she do all this? I mean, there's paint. I get that. Yeah. But, like... Like a baseball an, bat? I don't know. Maybe this is what an animal from Jurassic Park would do to your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it looks like a like a dozen compies took a shit on the hood. <laughs> but I mean, Bella Heathcote's like, is she just phasing in and out of walls? And then he takes her to his boat, which I don't think is more secure. I mean, I guess if you thoroughly search the boat, like I would want to make really sure before I went out to see there was not anyone else on that boat. This is basically that scene from Skyfall where, where Bond goes and has sex with the... Uh, Poor sex worker. But like, uh, doesn't he say like the crew won't be here to tomorrow? Something like that, yeah. So definitely not more secure. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. Then again, There's, they're not important people who need bodyguards. I, I want to see Bella Heathcote. Like, she's got like the snorkel on and she just rises up silently out of the water and like climbs up the anchor. I don't know if she's not going to come up with the drain in the shower here. Why didn't she kill him when she had the chance yeah. the first time when she was in their bedroom? Yeah. That's what I want to know. I mean, perfect, better ending in the movie is they're out somewhere and he's just like, oh no, I decided to see a therapist because I'm a really fucked up guy and I'm going to try to fix all my issues and, blah, and work on myself for a while. And then like red dot appears mm-hmm. on his forehead and yeah. bullet shot. Yes. Dig it. Um, yeah, they go sailing. They have a stupid conversation about this one house, which I'm sure will come up later. And, and he'll buy it. He makes up that weird story about the sea widow. Yeah. Oh, you like the house? I'll buy it. He just buys everything she mm-hmm. likes. It's so romantic. Yeah. And then her boss is like, I guess this is like the next day or maybe like. Oh, it's Monday. It was Monday from Friday. Now the boss is completely cold with her. It's unfriendly because like, oh, no, I found out you had a boyfriend, even though shouldn't you have already known that? Like, 
Well, like she didn't though. Remember when she started, she didn't have a boyfriend. Oh, okay, I guess so. It was like day one. She gets off work. She goes to the gallery. She runs into Christian. But basically, yeah, Christian had shown up at like a well. The guy who was trying to manipulate her. The whole office is going to go out for a drink. Yeah, oh, look, yeah. it's just you and me here for a drink. Uh, and then Christian shows up, and he's like, oh, "I'm the boyfriend." And this guy's like really upset that he can't like scam on his receptionist. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she has a boyfriend. Like, like get over it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah he's like really really put out by this he's like super rude and just like oh by the way now we have to go to this new york book expo why didn't you book yourself a ticket yeah and then christian just getting very frustrated by uh, her wanting to go to new york and he just writes the answer is no <laughs> what what at&t phone is this i don't know some shitty phone yeah He's just huffing and puffing during this business meeting, texting her. Yeah, this thing where she comes back to Christian's place and the like house cleaning ladies there. I think it was in Jenny Nicholson's video. She talked about like, like what if it, this was the stalker? Mm. You know, because we've never seen him have a house lady before. Like, and he it, mentioned this her scene, earlier. The scene is shot oddly. Yeah, where it's like you think there's something like it's like what's up with this housekeeper? Oh, nothing. Like, there's you know, it's like there's like a kind of a weak joke at the end where he like carries her past the housekeeper to go like fuck her some more but there's no reason really for the housekeeper to be in the scene Wait, and he mentions her earlier because Bella Heathcote the housekeeper had found Bella Heathcote when she slit her wrist sure but like what if she was the original sub that he's just kept on well it's like what is the point of this character why is she here yeah 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 also would the movie have been a thousand times better instead of this woman he just had Woodhouse oh yes sorry sir <laughs> Christian's just like throwing Woodhouse's clothes over the railing every time he misbehaves. <laughs> and that's how you poach an egg. Yeah. <laughs> she willingly goes back in the sex dungeon and looks around because it's like, even though this was like completely appalling to her in the last movie, now she's into it again. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, show me your weird leg restraints that like spread my legs open. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha. This is a romance. Oh, we do We're get so confirmation boring. that the house cleaner cleans the red room. Well, somebody's got to dust that. I mean, it's a lot of uh, dark surfaces there. That's a dust I magnet. Would put on a goddamn hazmat suit before I'd go in there. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. God, this movie's boring. It's I just... like how he sets up, I'm outside with Taylor. Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't give a shit that you're <laughs> outside of Taylor. Oh, Taylor's there? Okay, cool. Well, that's a good He's like essentially assaulted on the whim of my boss. <laughs> At least you'll have a henchman to yeah. send in and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Dead his skull. Yeah. Max Martini collecting that paycheck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What has Eric Johnson been in besides the thing you mentioned? He like, seems familiar to me. Well, just his like, you want me to compete with Christian Grey? It's like, can you? This well, guy like, is a professional no, billionaire sadist. Well, it's like, no, I'm not dating you. You're my boss. This, this is my boyfriend. It's my private life. Like, fuck off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just hate that we have a sloppy character who's supposed to make Christian look more cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like they're Kellyanne Conwaying this the sexual politics of this bullshit. Well, and then you have, uh, I keep wanting to call her Bella, uh, Anna here. Mm-hmm. She's like, what, 22? Maybe 23? Yeah. She's already like, her nights are like going to art galleries and like just drinking wine and hanging out. Like she's already super boring. Mm-hmm. Like you might as already well be like the the 40-year-old ex-wife by this point, you know? Well, she will be in like mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand the whole thing with the HR lady. 
Like it just, I feel like there were like lines missing or scenes missing to explain her presence. Yeah. So then we have the, oh God. the, the editor's yeah. meeting with Terry Colby from Evil Core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Terry Colby. Where this is just Yale Jane's just, just smearing everyone's faces in her shit. Yeah. And yeah. like ordering us to smell it. Yeah. And, and you know, to, to learn from our mistakes because Talk, yeah. we underestimated the power of like web publishing and yeah, this guy got 80,000 hits last month. So therefore that could, that could turn into like publishing dollars. That's like seriously the only scene, reason the scene is in the movie. So E.L. James can just like dick wave at everyone and just be like, that's right. I was a big fanfic hit. I'm not like one of those major writers, but you have to respect me now because I made a lot of money. Which so presumably that's why they, they fired Sam Taylor Wood was, was because E.L. James wanted more power. That was part of her contract. Or I guess. Something. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm sure she's strong on this scene, which is funny. Say what you will for, uh, I, I can't remember her name who, uh, uh, oh, you got a text from your dad. Um, the original, uh, um, fuck, Stephanie Meyer. At least oh, she's yeah. written books. Yeah, know? what has E.L. James done? This? Not even good fanfic. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She did, was it a book that was like the original story from Christian's perspective? Isn't that what Stephanie Meyer did? Like a story from Edward's perspective? I think she didn't end up publishing it. So basically, so E.L. James just went back and did this. Yeah, yeah. Just called Gray. What a hack. Yeah. 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 At least Stephanie Meyer has written some other weird, like Mormon, you know, uh, allegory or something like that. She just put out some kind of thriller novel Mm -hmm. called The Chemist. Like Terry Colby, the guy who plays him, what's up with his voice? It's so weird. It grows on me, though. Like, I kind of love it. I'd rather just watch Mr. Robot, really. God, like every scene, it's just like them sitting around drinking wine at someplace fancy. He like finger bangs are in an elevator. God, can you imagine being stuck in an elevator with these assholes? The one lady's being really polite, trying to pretend like she doesn't hear it, but she hears it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone hears it because Anna's like grabbing everyone she can, and she like <laughs> holds on. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that stalker plotline really went nowhere. You, they should have just set it up and like had that be part of the third one. I think. I, I don't. I mean, there's no story in this movie, so. I mean, if this movie was smart, we we would have like or these this series like we'd have shades of like Daphne Du Maurier and Rebecca, and we shades. don't. Yes, sorry. Like like Fifty Shades. Oh, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, but like this chick, like even she's just like. Like Hannah, Hannah, the new, the original assistant, who's now Anna's assistant, who's filling in as the editor since Eric Johnson's been fired. She's like, I'm not calling you Mrs. I'm not. I'm not oh, calling- why? Why is the scene in the movie? Yeah. It's like, oh, we, we need to make sure that Anna squares things away with her coworker. Yeah. So it's not weird. Yeah. Okay. And your fake writing job. Yeah. Fresh out of college, she's the fiction editor of of whatever. Some big publishing print. I think Rory Gilmer's like, this is a little fast. Yeah. If only she'd gotten shot. If only Bella Heathcote had just taken them both out. This apartment that uh, uh, Bella and uh, and Kate, the roommate, have. It's ridiculous. It's massive. Why does she even want to move into his place? This place is already like, it's like theoretically right in the middle of Belltown. It's, it's like, I, I feel like the look is better. It's a little more homey mm-hmm. than Christian's like weird rich person palace. Well, we keep peeling off and seeing extra rooms to his mm-hmm. rich palace. Um. I feel like Pella Heathcote could have been secretly living here for a while without uh, Anastasia even knowing. Well, 
Anna has like this massive, like huge bookshelf. that has got to have like hundreds of books on it. Like I'd way rather live in this place than the yeah. Christian's penthouse. She could not afford all these books. Where did she get all these books? Like this, first of all, this place in Seattle would cost you like 5,000 minimum. I feel like for rent. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah 5,000 yeah. a month. Um, that's probably low, low ball. I'm looking at like the, the butterfly pictures, like the lepidoptery. I feel like this is just a set designer's random go-to. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a female character, she's got to have some butterflies on the wall. Yep. That's personality. Yeah. And well, she also, she's cocooning. She's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, I mean, I, I was like, there's no even real violence. She fires the gun once, but at nothing. I was like, is she going to shoot herself? She's going to shoot. Maybe she'd shoot Max. Like, cause this isn't, doesn't Noel Khan play a, like a bodyguard, I think, or something? Something like that. I think yeah. he's the guy with the gun in the trailer at the end. I kept waiting for him to show up. He does not show up in this movie. Very disappointing. He's just like, you bitches never understood me. Now let's mm-hmm. talk about the Avengers initiative. Um, would Bella Heathcote have been a better Anastasia? I don't know what a better Anastasia looks like, honestly. Like, I don't know. What's the good version? I mean, like, does a script change come with it? Well, you, you, you mentioned calling her Bella before and I was just like no way in fuck with case two like Even be involved in garbage she, like she this. has standards yeah. yeah she got their twilight money and she got the fuck out yeah I don't see Dakota Johnson really having a big career I gotta say I mean, it's seen, like you can say she's better than Jamie Dornan in this but what is that really saying yeah I mean I've seen how to be single she's okay in it it's definitely better than this there's more range but There's a like she walks away after the whole kneeling incident, and like there's a scene where she's walking down by the uh, like the wharf or whatever. Like that's like 100% Vancouver, like it it's really obvious. Um, well, so her takeaway is is not just that I almost got I almost died because a troubled woman pointed a gun at me. That really didn't face her that much. That didn't face her that much at all. It was a troubled woman broke into my my apartment and pointed a gun at me. But just that oh I'll never be as submissive because he was able to quell this potential hostage crisis just with some good old-fashioned like sadist force like he like waves her points a gun at me now give me the gun now bend mm-hmm. now kneel bella can you all go outside and get a bj yeah <laughs> i seriously thought he was gonna start fucking her right there in front of her mm-hmm. and then he kneels like a submissive in front of her to so it's, basically it's just like manipulative power play oh i'll let you touch me this time mm-hmm. I'm really a submissive. No, you're not. You're obviously a sadist. And then he whines and moans and calls himself a sadist, which actually generally surprised me that he admitted it. Uh, it's He's got to get there first. Because then yeah. it's like he's taking that ammo away. Oh, I forgot to mention my other favorite moment. This should have been in my top three is when Bella wakes up in the middle of the night just because whatever. And uh, she's she's in a mood. So she wants to go outside. And she like she's wearing on the balcony. Yeah, on the balcony. Yeah, she's wearing just like the like tiniest lace panties possible and like kind of like loosely draped on her is like his dress shirt Mm -hmm. and she goes outside i think it's supposed to be in the fall right still once you open that window she goes out outside and what's probably like the 30th floor minimum in seattle in the fall wearing just a sleeping shirt just a dress shirt not even buttoned yeah and like her hair is barely blowing, like she would freeze her tits off out there. Like it would be so fucking cold. Well, and I kept thinking, like, because she keeps looking back to make sure she's not waking him up. Yeah. And I'm like, once you open that window, the There's gush like the, of Arctic breeze. Of, yeah. Yeah. But he's like moaning in his sleep and having a bad dream. Oh, it's so dumb. 
you know, sort of marry her the most, the least romantic way possible. Like when he's half awake. Yeah. I guess that's why he had to propose again. They were like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't a good enough like movie proposal. We need to just do it all over again. Well, because later on, he's just like, do you have your answer yet? It's like, he's like, oh, I know, you, you know, it's crazy. You're, you're not going to say yes right away. I understand it. And then like 10 minutes later, he's just like, but, but seriously, what, what's well, this the answer? Guy, he operates on a 24 hour clock of all business negotiations. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Fucker on the uh, Jim Cotta. Yeah. yeah. Randomly read order calls her up and it's just like, what should I get my brother who has no personality for his birthday? Why would you want to marry this guy? I mean, I guess for the money. Like, if, if this is all a long con to get the money, do you think he makes her sign a prenup? I wonder. I really do. Do you think she's bummed at the helicopter crash because she hadn't, like, got anything? Of well, she's probably panicking. Him? Yeah. She, she hadn't signed on the dotted line yet. She might not get anything. Yeah, I would love to think that uh, uh, Anastasia's really playing a long, greedy con here. Well, like, Marsha Gay Harden's just like, oh, you know, I'm so glad that you're, you know, with Christian, all this blah, 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 and she's comforting her when uh, they think he might be dead. I really wanted Marsha Gayhart to just be like, just so you know, though, you're not getting anything if he's dead. We're keeping all the money. It's also like the third time they've ever spoken. Mm-hmm. So Kate, the roommate, is back with uh, Christian's lame brother. And, Elliot. And Jose. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is Jose there? Because then... It can be like, oh, I love this new relationship milestone that you and Christian have like encountered, Anna. And then Jose's face just falls like, like God damn wah, it. Wah, wah. <laughs> Why do you people keep inviting me to these things just to spring this on me? Yeah. Jose, there's there's other fish in the sea. Come on, man. Like, take a hint. Yeah. I love how when they, they get the bad news about the helicopter crash. So for some reason, Jose gets brought along yep. to the, the gray penthouse. Yeah. That's got to be a little awkward for him. And then he's running the TV. Like somehow he got put in charge of the remote. And he's driving. Like he's he's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I guess I'm just going to control the TV. <laughs> it's like he's the help. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's like, oh, is this movie over yet? No, it's still going. This movie features two of my favorite things in movies, which is um, a moment or a conversation starts between characters by somebody bringing the other a drink or ordering them a drink that is never touched and or sipped or consumed. Mm-hmm. Like the boss gets her a beer at the beginning of the movie. And she immediately leaves. She yeah. immediately leaves. And then my mom brings her tea and she's like, here's tea. I'm not actually going to hand it to you. I'm just going to set it down because you're never going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And they go fuck in the shower. Like there's like at least five or six times in this movie where it's like, okay, it's been 15 minutes. There hasn't been like a lame like nude scene yet. And it's just like hit the uh, jukebox to play like whatever like lame ass pop song with like a lot of bass in it. It's like, oh, they're fucking again. Also, bigger insult. Christian Gray puts on Jeff Buckley. <laughs> yeah. Like he listens I didn't to care Jeff for Buckley. That, like he would. Yeah. Um, but it's like every 15 minutes, it's just like hit play on your iTunes. Time for another sex jam. And it's just like more boring sex. Oh, this time they're doing it in the shower. Wow. No, but it's different. Yeah, oh, now she now she wants to go back to the sex room and have sex there. Oh, how romantic. Who are all these people at his birthday party? Bunch of like well, this guy doesn't have friends. The woman who was in the car or the, the helicopter crash with him is there, like mm-hmm. her daughter. Jose, no way Jose has been brought back. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he invited to the birthday party? Uh, it's like somehow like Rita Ora like got the wrong impression that he was like a friend or something. <laughs> so she keeps inviting him everywhere. Yeah. Christian's got to take her aside and be like, look, I hate that guy. 
<laughs> fuck that guy. Just another guy for me to cuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who the fuck are these other people? I don't know. Why is Alana there? Like, how how did Marsha Gay Harden somehow never figure out there's something weird going on between her son and, like, her friend? Especially since she was apparently diddling the son for a while. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, in business with her now and everything. And it's, like, she very, like, sloppily finds out right at the end of the movie and just slaps her immediately. Like, yeah, it was so rushed. Yeah. Yeah, she gets a drink thrown in her face and then she gets slapped. Chronicles of Riddick. And then another proposal and fireworks and then smoking in the dark. It's Jack Hyde. Well, he looks like he's a vampire. I know. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You're telling me this nice guy, Jack, might have some sort of dark side that comes out? Like he's in like goddamn Sin City or something mm-hmm. here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's and then wait, that's wait, go, the movie. go back. Is he? It's not even the photo he took on the phone. It's like, it's like he stole the actual photo. Oh, did he sneak in and take the photo? What was the point of taking the picture? I don't on know. The phone? <laughs> I mean, is he like his secret brother? What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, yeah, really. Like, why you got like it's not like you should be mad that you got fired. You're obviously sexually harassing your employees. Like, you know, like, can you really be like take a lot of like umbrage at that? I I maybe he's really mad that Taylor beat the shit out of him. I think that these guys do. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> think he's you. just yeah. I don't think he's just like bygones fair square. Justified. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Anyway, if you could make one change in this movie, what would you make? Uh the script is a mess, but the whole the whole idea of the franchise is a mess. It, it shouldn't even be a story starter. But I would maybe do something about the three-and-a-half-hour runtime. Yeah, i just put, again, that Bruce Wayne should be in the movie instead of Christian Grey because I can't think of anything else. I would much rather this be that than like a, like a Gotham thing or whatever. Are they on a honeymoon? I guess they go. Like, is this just going to be fucking Breaking Dawn Part 1 in the next movie? There's like this trailer at the end for the Fifty Shades Freed. But this is this is the last one, right? I, I fucking hope so. God, can you imagine if they like they split it into two? Yeah. She her she is like strolling to the palace in the boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently according to yeah, that. Yeah, that's no con. Oh yeah, no con. No con's got a gun. No con would be great. Do you remember that uh cop show in the eighties, Hunter? Mm, give me more. With Fred Dyer. Um No. No con would be great in a in a reboot of Hunter. I feel like we could aim higher for Nolcon. In a reboot of an 80s show only you remember. There, I just saw that they're doing a reboot of that Time After Time movie or show. Time After Time. With H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper and Modern Tie. Is that that Making History show? No, no, no. no. Okay. That's something Which different. looks horrible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no has got a gun. He looks like he's... got No Con, he has a gun that he's aiming. He's in a like a dress shirt and tie, but his sleeves are rolled up. Show off the guns a little. Well, it's a nice shirt. So he's obviously mm-hmm. a bodyguard. He's not like a cop or anything. But like, uh, yeah, did he work out for for just this? I think so. Because he got super jacked. Well, if they apprehended the stalker, what is the purpose of the bodyguard? I don't know. That's why they should have kept this going. It, yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, apparently, according to that Jenny Nicholson video, the there were two like Fifty Shades fanfics. There was the first one and then. The second one was longer, and so these two movies, Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Free, are all one thing split in two. Originally, oh. originally this was all like one fanfic that they she split into two books and is now two movies, which is why there's no story happening at all. 
I can't go back and pull it up, but I believe it was Andrew on Twitter told me that part of why it was popular too was that uh, E.L. James kept updating it, so it kept popping up on the. the well, she's page. like scamming it basically. Yeah, like, it kept yeah. on the page as like a new thing. That's the only way to explain the popularity of this bullshit. Yeah, because I, I just I find it hard to believe that like a fan fiction site would be really into this because it's dumb. People bought the book for some reason. I, I don't understand. I feel like it's just, it just hits a certain critical mass, like in the momentum, you know? I, did, I can only assume that a book, you can, you can apply your certain meaning of your own. It's your own movie in your head. And then like seeing it, it in reality as a movie, that's when people were like, oh, God, I can't believe I actually read that book. I feel bad for enjoying it. I think this made less money than the original. It made like $356 million. Jesus Christ. Yeah. What was its opening weekend? Budget was fifty five million. Opening weekend was forty six. I think that's lower. Mm. Wait, are you sure it made as much as you're saying it did? According to Wikipedia, this, this might be worldwide. Yeah, maybe it's worldwide. Anyway, I can't. There's another one. Thank God it's at least a year away, so I don't have to watch it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, oh, super power rankings. Mm. Who do you have? Or number 10. Oh, I put Eric Johnson at number 10. Um, oh, Jack Hyde. Just because I felt like we were going to talk about him enough. Mm-hmm. We might as well. Uh, number 10, I have Christian Gray and Anastasia Steele. Interesting. Because they're both awful. Interesting. I don't have Christian on here at all. Um, my number 9 is Terry Colby from Evil Core. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. As the, I don't know, he's like the CEO of the publishing that or, or like or... another editor or something. Yeah. It's just Terry Colby. I think yeah, actually just, this is where I landed after evil core. It's a pretty sweet gig. Why at, don't you give me a blowjob for your double day? <laughs> at number nine, I have Elena and she's pretty awful. Okay. Kim Basinger, uh, creepy molester. This, this guy just like keeps his rapist around as like his friend. Like, I don't know, what the fuck? E.L. James seek help. Keeps his rapist around his friend. Um, my number eight is uh, Noe Jose. Um, this movie needed just one more scene of like him showing up. And he's like, oh, Anna, I'm so happy to see you. And then someone else is like, Anna, you're pregnant. <laughs> he'd just be like, aww. I feel like it needed him to like go out and like see that his car just got towed or something. And just like <laughs> flap his arms. Or, like, or the classic, yes, in Seattle, a car drives past, like <laughs> yeah. spews a puddle onto him. <laughs> yeah, runs through a puddle. <laughs> As he's like holding coffee or something. Yeah. yeah. Open cup. Yeah. <laughs> what would be like the song that we, you would play during that montage of bad things happening to Jose? Oh, good question raindrops keep falling on my head or something uh number eight i have mia gray i think that's rita or his name yeah i don't know why she's on my list i don't know why she's in the movie okay mm-hmm. um at number seven i have i have bella heathcote as uh layla leela i think they say leela yeah i have her at seven as well um i would have ranked you higher if you'd done something more useful with that gun yeah i mean the the setup from her because she's like set up from like the very beginning of the movie seems like it could go somewhere more interesting. Um, that's, and then it surprised you by not. But that's like basically all of us in a nutshell. Is everything seems like it could go somewhere more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Number six, I have Kim Basinger's Mrs. Robinson, the pedophile. Yeah, she's gross. At number six, I had Jack Hyde. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why? Why so high? 
I, I guess it's just because he's going to be a future big bad and his name is ridiculous. Uh-oh, what if he turns into like Jack Jackal? <laughs> or shouldn't it be the other way around? Should he have been Jack Jackal? No, because Jack is close to Jekyll. I mean, he's, they're basically his name is Jekyll Hyde. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like as unsubtle as you can possibly. <laughs> I guess it should be like Jack L. Hyde. I'm sure it's his middle name. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure it's in the book. Oh God. <laughs> uh, number five, I have Anastasia. Wah, wah. When I originally made my list, I forgot her entirely. So I went back and added her along with. Oh, Christian he's in Gray the there. Nick. He's That's in right. the Nick. That's who he was. He's yeah. Gallinger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Eric Johnson, Mister Hyde. There. Anyway, uh, what do we got? Number five. I had a Grace Gray, Marcia Gay Harden. Oh, okay. I feel like you know she got knocked down a little because she was unaware that this abuser was like in her life this entire time, and it's like friends with her. I feel like she she should have been on that a little more. Yeah, yeah. There's that. I, I'm very fascinated. What what the hell could be in the rest of your top? rankings because oh yeah interesting all right so uh, number four i have hannah the other assistant okay <laughs> coming on strong at number four yeah hannah the well this is weird <laughs> that scene that wonderful scene that was in the movie for some reason uh, uh number four i have jose friendzone wow yeah <laughs> Because really, I hated a lot of people in this movie, so it's like hard to, you know. Yeah. Do I rank Mr. Friendzone higher or lower than the uh, abusive boss? Well, he didn't force himself on her this time, so. (laughs) He's just just disappointed over and over again. Yeah. It's not going to happen, Jose. Uh, Number three, Taylor, the driver slash bodyguard. That's fair. That's fair. Max Martini getting it done. Number three, I actually had Terry Colby. Interesting. <laughs> Mostly just because I wanted to go watch Mr. Robot. And then I remembered season two and I was just like, ah. What's the other guy? What's the new head of Evil Course name? Oh, the ridiculous CEO. Yeah. I can't remember his is name. Is it Price? Price. Yeah, the character is just absurd. God, I can't stand that character. Can you just imagine him doing negotiations with Christian Gray? No, I can't. I can't stand that character price. It's just like this Stop is Stop pouting, you son of a bitch. This is Sam Esmail's idea of how rich people talk or something. God, it's just I would, inducing. I would love to see the Sam Esmail version of Fifty Shades Darker. Uh it's all in her head. That's his version. Perfect. Yeah. Christian Gray doesn't exist. Alternate personality. Perfect. Uh number two, I have Marcia Gay Harden as Grace Trevelyan Gray. Trevelyan. That's that's her name, <laughs> apparently. Um I wasn't that Double Six's name. Alec Trevelyan? Yeah. Goldeneye? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Um, I don't know. I mean, she adds some gravitas to an otherwise just incredibly thankless role. I'm presuming that she's the Carlisle in the fanfic, since she's the one who finds him and she's a doctor. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, number two, I had Taylor, the driver. Hmm. Uh, high marks for going in to beat the shit out of Jack Hyde. I, yeah, I, mean, I kept waiting for, like like, when Anna... Like she kind of like tells him off at one point. She's like, no, I'm not getting the car, Taylor. I really wanted him to just be like, come on, man. Like, you know who my boss is. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, like, is he ever allowed to just like just get real with Anna? Like, I feel like that'd be a dangerous. She might tell on you later for it, you know? Or just like, look, I know my boss is a fucking dude. You know, bag. he might be a normal guy and might sympathize with this girl, but like who pays the bills? Exactly. Does he just pull out the gun and be like, get in the car? <laughs> Get in the car before I do something and I can do things. Um, number one, I'm assuming we had the same thing. Kate, the roommate. 
But yeah, I tagged on Elliot Gray there too, just because whatever. But yeah, okay. Kate, mostly Kate the roommate. She got to go on vacation for most of the movie. Yeah. Didn't have to be around very much. Hi, Marks. Yeah, she's the closest this movie might have to like an Anna Kendrick. I don't know. Well, to like a relatable young 20-something woman. Well, it's just like, yeah, I want to watch the Kate the Roommate movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of like going on vacations, presumably nothing but raw dogging. Oh, yeah. Like, on couches. Elliot's super glad to have. On beaches. Yeah, have, ooh, Sandy. Have Anna like move out so they can have some privacy. It's like, finally, we can fuck on the couch with some privacy. Without <laughs> somebody walking in. Although imagine- he'll be totally cool with that, too, though. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I presume that as they're fucking on the couch, you know, like Bella Heathcote is just walking around in the background <laughs> like a spirit. Whatever. This is a movie. We saw it. Yeah, that was Fifty Shades Darker. Um, yeah, we paid money to see this movie. You're welcome. We'll be back. Uh, I don't know. Whenever. We'll see. Yeah. Have a good one. Peace. Bye-bye.